Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. We're just getting started. We're excited Amen. to be here with Brother Cummins today, Michael Frame Cummins, coming to you from England. And um, I do apologize to everyone. I was um, in traffic and then we found the roadblocks. So we had to go another way in the taxi, but we got everything ready. And uh, we're going to get started. Brother Michael, would you like to open us up today in prayer? Yes, I would. Dear Lord God, we pray for everyone listening to this program today, and we pray, Lord, if there is any problems in their life, if Satan has infiltrated any area of their lives, we pray today that he will leave immediately. He will know that he is a beaten spirit, and we command now that everyone be set free today who's listening to this program. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I say amen. Brother Michael, always a pleasure to be here with you, and you got all the time you want. The microphone is yours. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to everyone today. Today we're going to talk about the Antichrist, and we're going to talk about some of his characteristics and some of his intentions. And one of the things that I'd like to share with you many years ago, Somebody said to me, as a born-again believer, if you wake up some morning and you know the identity of the Antichrist, then you've been left behind. You've missed the rapture. And I always remember that, and it sticks in my mind. Let's have a look at 1 John 4, verse 3. It says, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come, in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already it is in the world Amen 
And, you know, that, this is a bit daunting when you read that back. Brother Michael, excuse uh, me yeah. for interrupting you. Uh, your audio dropped out. Can you come any closer to your mic? Yes, certainly. Certainly. It's just, that's it, certainly. It's just I've got the Bible on my lap. I'll come closer. That's okay. Shall I start again? Um, you can start right there. Go ahead. Okay. So this is a bit daunting because it says that as even now already in the world, we can assume that maybe the Antichrist is in the world. Probably he is. He may have come into the world as soon as Christ went to be at the right hand of the Father. And he has had many, many years, up to 2,000 years, to devise his trickery, his deception, and how he will try and control the world after the rapture. I believe, and many Christians believe, that as soon as the rapture takes place, the Antichrist will be revealed. Now, what is an Antichrist? Over history, many people have been depicted as the Antichrist. We can assume that he's a man of evil, a man of terror, and a man who wishes to destroy the believers. The Bible tells us this. Mankind has looked at certain people and they have said maybe they're the Antichrist. Barack Obama, even Tony Blair, the British Prime Minister, Saddam Hussein, Joseph Stalin, Pol Pot, Marzi Tung, Adolf Hitler, of course. Now, the funny thing is about Adolf Hitler, we can see many people would pick him out as an Antichrist figure because he tried to destroy uh, European Jewry. But when we look at the death toll, Joseph Stalin is responsible for far more deaths than Adolf Hitler because Joseph Stalin killed 20 million of his own people. But these are Antichrist spirits that are on these people. They have the spirit of Antichrist. We're going to go now to 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 to 15. And we're going to look at one of the first characteristics of the Antichrist you will see now. Hallelujah. We pray now. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 to 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So Satan is a deceiver, and he starts to deceive. He will deceive. He will lead people to believing that he comes in the name of God. He will claim to be God. He will say he's God's man on the earth. Let's have a look at Revelation 17, verse 14. It says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. 
and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So the Antichrist will make war with us. He will make war with us. He is our natural enemy. And he will try and control everything that is going on in the world. Hallelujah. Let's have a look now at Matthew 24, verses 4 to 11. It will speak about what will happen at the time of the Antichrist, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. It's good that we talk about these things. We talk about the Antichrist. You know, so many churches, so many ministries don't talk about this sort of thing. They're frightened it might upset people and turn them away. 24, 4 to 11. And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And that is happening now. These are the times we live in. There are many Christian ministries out there with huge followings, and they never speak about end times. They spend their time preaching a prosperity doctrine. They spend their time speaking about things that they believe are important, but they fail to tell mankind to prepare for the evil that is coming upon the world, for the evil that is here now. So we're going to tell you today, hallelujah. Let's go to Revelation 13, verses 11 and 12, and we'll talk about this now. The book of Revelation teaches us all about these things, and we can prepare for them now in the name of Jesus. If you go to such a church where all they talk about is money and all they talk about is prosperity and all they talk about is blessings and they don't prepare you for the evil to come, get yourself out of there. You're in the wrong place. Revelation 13, verses 11 and 12. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and had two horns like a lamb. And he spoke like a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Hallelujah. 
You can see that he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. In other words, he's going to deceive you. He's going to pretend that he is of the lamb. He is of Jesus Christ. He has come from God. And he will deceive you. Now, you know, after the rapture, there's seven years before the return of Christ. In the first three and a half years of what we call the times of trouble, the tribulation period, this man will deceive the world. He will come with ideas that the world thinks are good. He will bring prosperity. He will bring employment. It will seem that everything in the garden is rosy, but three and a half years is a very short time. And then the second three and a half years of that tribulation period, all hell will be loosed upon the earth. Hallelujah. And he will create mayhem. And if you're not raptured, if you're not taken up to be with the Lord, you will be in the firing line. That's why I say to all people out there, tell your children, tell your grandchildren, tell your families that they must accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. They must repent their sins. I'm going to read now verses 14 to 17. And it says, this is in Revelation 13 again. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he has power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, say he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse 18 said, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. So you see what he's going to do. It's written in the Bible. This Antichrist is evil. All his power and authority comes from Satan. And he shall cause people on the earth to worship him. He will say to you that you can't have health care. You can't buy and sell in shops. You won't have access to your bank account. He will say you have to have the mark of the beast on your hand or on your forehead. And it is regarded as 666. You know, this man, the Antichrist, he's not going to come like a devil. He's not going to look evil. He's not going to be ugly. He's not going to be uneducated. He's going to be a very educated man. 
He's going to be able to speak probably every language in the world. He's going to be educated at the best schools. He's going to be a political analyst. He's going to know about all the presidents of the United States. He's going to know about all the popes in the Vatican. He's going to know about every world leader. And when he comes, you know, there are people who will receive him, believing he's from God. And we believe that the Pope will receive him and he will introduce him to world leaders. He will give him his pass to go and meet all these leaders. That's how dangerous he will be. Let's go back to verse 16. And he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. So no one will escape the mark. That's why we've got to be raptured. We've got to be taken up to be with the Lord. If we're left behind, it's going to be very difficult for us. And we know that this Antichrist will pursue those. If you accept the mark so you can go shopping, so you can go to work, so you can get money out of your bank account, if you accept the mark, you're lost. You're lost for all eternity. He will even perform signs and wonders to make people think he has come from God. He will do that. And as we say, he will make an image of the beast an image of the beast, that image will be placed in the temple in Jerusalem. And I believe TV will see that image, that statue, whatever it be, speak and deceive people. Hallelujah. Let's look to 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9 and 10. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray that all of us will escape this in the name of Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 9 and 10. Even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of truth, that they might be saved. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion, and they shall believe a lie. Jesus has told us the truth, and the truth shall set us free. So what shall we say about this man? A crucial part of his doctrine he will deny the coming of Jesus in the flesh. He will deny it. Hallelujah. Second John, verse 7. It says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Hallelujah. Anyone who says... Jesus never came in the flesh. Anyone who disputes the virgin birth, anyone who disputes the fact that Jesus is God, was Emmanuel, was Yeshua, was God with us, 
is an antichrist and a liar. We know that the devil's a liar and everything he says is a lie. So why would you listen to his lies? We know these times in the second part of the tribulation period are going to be very tough for those who are left behind. I feel very sorry for people who are left behind. But now's the time to confess your sins, to get your life right before the Lord. Galatians 2.20 says this about the believers who live in the Lord. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Hallelujah, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you are part of a wonderful sacrifice. Jesus gave himself for you. I always remember when I was a child, I used to love Christmas carols. I still do, and I love Christmas songs. And I'm 71 now, and I remember listening to that wonderful song by Harry Belafonte, Mary's Boy Child. And I remember these words that Harry Belafonte sang. A man shall live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Hallelujah. And we've got to prepare. Got to prepare for the days are evil now, but this is nothing compared to what is coming in the world. Hallelujah. He is Satan's man. Certainly is. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 8 to 9. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. This is the Antichrist. He is real. It's not a joke. It's not a horror film. It's not fantasy or wives' tales. This is real. And we know that Jesus has the victory. And we will have the victory if we stay close to Jesus and believe in him. I'm going to take you right the way back to Daniel 7, verse 25. Hallelujah. And we will speak about Daniel at this revelation of the Antichrist. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and a dividing of time. The Antichrist will certainly, and him and his followers, try and change the word of God. They will blaspheme. They will encourage others to be rebellious. They will claim all authority 
and they will claim it's been given them by God. The Antichrist will persecute real Christians. He won't persecute people who are wishy-washy in their faith. People who say all roads lead to heaven. There will be people in those end times who will promote Islam, promote Hinduism, promote Buddhism along with their form of Christianity. We know the Antichrist will make true Christians suffer. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Revelation 12, verse 17. Hallelujah. If you hear the noise, I'm just flicking over the pages of the Bible. Hallelujah. I'm using a Bible today I haven't used for many years, so I'm not as familiar with it as I should be. Hallelujah. Revelation 12, verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. There's a declaration of war against us. Those who keep the commandments of God, those of us who do not fornicate, who do not lie, who do not steal, we live by the commandments of God. Hallelujah. And they will declare war upon us. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that to you now, one of the most powerful chapters of the Bible. Hallelujah. Revelation 12. Please listen to this now. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled in the wilderness, where she have a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there, a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Let me stop you there. That shows you that Mary had given birth to a male child who would rule with a rod of iron. And Satan, the ancient dragon, that serpent Satan, went out to kill Jesus Christ. And you remember, just after the birth of Jesus, Herod 
went to kill all the children, the male child who were born, from just being born up to two years of age. And you know, Satan, because of his blasphemy, because of his rebellion, there was a war in heaven. And the angel Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And a third of all the angels in heaven rebelled with Satan and they was cast to the earth. Verse 8 says, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. I'll carry on from verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into the place where she is nourished for time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away with the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keepeth the commandments of God and have the testimony of God. Hallelujah. And we remember the story of the Magi, the wise men, that when they went to see Herod, Herod said, on your way back, call in and tell me where the king of the Jews is born. Tell me where the Messiah is born. Tell me where the boiled child is that I can go and pay homage. And all the time it was a satanic plot to kill Jesus. And because the Magi knew what Herod was all about, they went back a different way to their relevant countries. And Herod killed all the children. It's called the slaughter of the innocents. Rachel weeping for her children are no more. Hallelujah. This is what the Antichrist still would like to do. He wants to make true Christians suffer. He will use the powers of the world, the beast. The woman riding the beast is said to be the revived Roman Empire, the EU. I want to talk to you about a man. I read a book years ago. There was a man who used to write a series of books. He used to get them on free 
They used to be outside nightclubs and cinemas called The Plain Truth. That man was called Herbert Armstrong. Now, you may not believe with his doctrines. I certainly don't. But I used to read The Plain Truth. And one of the prophecies that Herbert Armstrong had in his ministry, that there would be what we now know to be the EU, a conglomerations of European countries would come together. And he had prophecy that Britain wouldn't join initially, but Britain would leave, would join late, later on, but they would leave after a short time. And as you know, through Brexit, Britain has now left the European Union. And we know there's some hardship for Britain. There's lots of things we can't get anymore, which we used to buy from the EU. But many people, many Christians are glad because we've left the EU because they believe the EU is an evil organisation. And many people believe that the Antichrist will come from the EU. Many people, of course, uh, talk about the leader of the EU, they talk about somebody with that sort of power, with that sort of authority. Now, what I want to tell you again is that the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, you will not suffer at all. If you go along with the Antichrist and you listen to what he wants to do, you will do very well. But later on, in the next three and a half years, he will ask you to accept the mark of the beast so you can trade, so you can make a living, so you can save. Those Christians who have been left behind, of course, will feel very isolated. But the angels of the Lord will see they're okay. There will still be evangelism going on in the world. We know later on, two witnesses will come. And we know about the 12,000 of each tribe of Israel. They will spread the gospel. There's many things that have been misinterpreted about the Antichrist and the end times. But now we're trying to tell you. He has other names. He has other names. Hallelujah. I remember meeting a man many, many years ago, and he was a very nice man. I'll name his name. His name was Jeremy Daniels. I worked for an insurance company, and I worked with him one night, and he had given his life to the Lord at a Billy Graham convention. And he started telling me about the tribulation period, and at the time I didn't understand it. I was a very, I was an Anglican Christian, and you know, in the Anglican Church, we're never taught about the end times. Most churches are never taught about the end times, and I have been criticised myself in talking about it. Many people have said that's thousands of years from now; it's thousands of years away. But I'm not too sure. I believe it's very close. And this guy, Jeremy Daniels, who gave him, who went forward at a Billy Graham convention I said what's this tribulation period going to be like and he said if you look at the holocaust in the second world war I believe that that is a 
pre-tribulation period example. Now, many people believe in the tribulation period and the rapture. Many people believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Many people believe in a mid-tribulation rapture. Some people don't believe in that at all. They believe that we have to live through the tribulation period and a rapture at the end of it. Whatever you believe in, please believe in this, that the Antichrist is real. The Antichrist is not a figment of anyone's imagination. I believe he's already in the world now. He has been trained and he will deceive everyone when he comes into the world. Let's have a look at Daniel 8 verses 23 to 24. Let's look at some of the other names the Antichrist is known as. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors had come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding, dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Like we read in Revelation 12, he went to make war against those who have the commandments of God and those who believe in Jesus Christ. So that's the king of fierce countenance. Hallelujah. The Antichrist. What a terrible man. Now, I see the Antichrist influence in the world in the last 50 years at least, even before. I see it in my own country and I see it in many countries in the world. We see the homosexual act that has been passed in all countries in the world, making homosexuality legal. We see the abortion act and we see abortion being made legal in all these countries in the world. We see it now. And in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I believe that's the work of the Antichrist. And when the Antichrist is installed, you will see other things that we consider abominations to be acceptable to mankind. Who knows? Maybe even sex with children will no longer be a crime. Such is the wickedness of the Antichrist. Let's have a look at Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3. Hallelujah. Let's read it to you now. Hallelujah. We pray now in the name of Jesus. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that a man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The son of perdition is another name for the Antichrist, and that falling away will come. 
because people will forsake the true and real gospel and they will listen to a gospel that they believe is useful for themselves. They believe that gospel will give them the freedom they are. I've met many, many Christians. I remember a church in North London. I remember a woman coming to me some years ago, very pregnant, and she asked me to lay hands on her baby in her womb and bless it. I said, who is the father of your baby? And she said, he's not here at the moment. I said, are you married? And she said, no, I'm not married. I said, will you get married? Do you intend to get married? And she said, well, we've not really thought about it. And I said, I tell you, you should get married. You should get married straight away. And I remember they was angry with me in the church for me speaking to her in such a way. You see, in these tribulation, in the tribulation period, when the Antichrist reigns supremely, he will change the laws. The churches will hopefully accept many people who have been born out of wedlock now. They consider living together to be the same thing as marriage. Well, it's not. And they're happy to accept these people. Now, we're not against the sinner. Jesus is never against the sinner, but he's against the sin. Let's have a look at 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. I know we read that before, but I want to read it to you again. For Jesus will destroy him with the brightness of his coming. This will only last three and a half years. We know the evil is happening in the world now, and we know Satan is trying to destroy laws and change things. But we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Now, I want to read you part of Revelation now. And I use this in deliverance all the time when I pray for people who are being inflicted with demons. I want to read you Revelation 20. And then I'll exp explain a bit about it. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years was finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he 
that have part in the first resurrection, over such the second death have no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is of the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which was written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Let's just talk about this a little bit because all these things are connected. Hallelujah. Satan has been bound for a thousand years, that old devil in the bottomless pit, and he's been shut up. And he is loosed for a short time. And he will be loosed and he will be set out and the thrones are there and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and the souls of them were beheaded for their witness for Jesus and for the word of God and these had not worshipped the image of the beast nor received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands and they had been beheaded for their witness for Jesus. And they reign first. They come first. They're resurrected first. Over such the second resurrection has no power. And they are priests of God and of Christ. And they shall reign with him a thousand years. And Satan, who is released from his prison, released from the bottomless pit, shall be loosed, and he will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. It goes on to say Gog and Magog, Gog being the Russian leader, Magog being the Russian people or the Russian army, and he gathers them together to battle. Now it says this army is greater than the sand of the seashore. And we believe it's a two billion man army from all the countries north of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. 
And they went up the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And this is the end of Satan. I just want to tell you that though things are terrible in the world and terrible certainly in the final three and a half years of the tribulation period, Satan gets his comeuppance. Revelation 20 verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they shall be tormented day and night forever. Hallelujah. And then comes the final judgment. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Then it says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of all those things that were written in the books according to their works. This is the final judgment. The sea gives up the dead, and death and hell gives up the dead. And those that are in hell, they better not think they're going to the new Jerusalem because all they're doing, they've been tormented in hell and now they're going to be tormented for all eternity in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And all of us now have got to make sure that we get our lives in order. The Antichrist will do what he can to get us to serve him, to get us to worship him, to get us to believe in his new version of the Bible, in his warped laws. Like we say, the things that we find abominable today won't be found abominable under his reign. But it will all come to an end. The book of Revelation takes some working out. We know it's not easy. But if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you will certainly understand the book of Revelation. Many, many years ago when I was a Christian, before I was born again, I didn't understand many things. I was a religious Christian. I went to church and I went through all the religious ordinances and I believed I was a Christian. Be born again. Receive Jesus Christ in your heart. Anyone who's listening out there who's not born again, receive Jesus Christ in your heart. Be saved, for the Antichrist is coming. But he loses. Satan loses. Jesus Christ is Lord, and he has never lost a battle, nor will he lose a battle. Don't think that the cross was a battle lost. It was a battle won. And it was the world gained for Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you for listening. God bless you all. And I'm going to go back to Shannon now. Praise the Lord. Welcome aboard, everybody. We're live with Pastor Michael Cummins. Do you pronounce your name Cummins or Cummins? Cummins. Cummins. Okay, why am I saying Cummins? I apologize. <laughs> all right, that's all right. Don't worry. I think I'm thinking about the, uh, the herb called cumin. Oh, yeah, uh, it could be. Yeah. Okay, Cummins, very good. Yes. Uh, 
Pastor Michael, I want you to give out your contact information. Uh, where can yes. people find out more about your ministry, and how can they reach you and support you if they'd like to do that? Well, I've just opened a, a PayPal account yesterday. Oh, great. And I'm just, yeah, I've, I've opened it. I haven't got a name for it yet because I understand I've opened it up and I've got it working, but I've got to go in the business section to find a name for myself. So if anyone wants to support me, they can give money. I will get that done. I've been rushed off my feet because I have a church to run and I'm organising a carol service for this coming Friday. So, oh, yes. you know, I just haven't done it. But by the next show, I will have a PayPal account up and running and I'll give you the name if anyone wishes to support me. Fantastic. Uh, all we'll need if, is uh, your PayPal email address. That's all that they require. So, oh well, I'll give you. I'll give you that now. I've got yes. my PayPal email address. That's all it's you need. Frank, Frame Cummins, F R A M E Cummins, C U M I N S one two three at aol dot com. Okay, Frame Cummins, one two three at aol dot com. That's it. That's my email address where the PayPal account has been set up on. Oh, fantastic. Okay, we'll put that in now, the show I notes. Hope I've done it okay, because to be honest with you, I'm a bit of a technophobe, you know? Uh, i tell you something. Remember, I saw the Beatles play when I was 12 years of age, so it shows you how old Whoa, I am. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my, when I was 12, my birthday, my eldest sister, who lives in Australia now, is 84, she bought me a ticket to see the Beatles. I had short trousers. I didn't even have long trousers. And we went to see the Beatles. I must have looked strange in a Beatles concert wearing short trousers. But I remember standing up and when they played Twist and Shout and doing the twist. So I'm not a computer man, really. I, I, I know how to do the basics, but I'm not a technophobe. No. So, you know, next I got to ask I'll you. Pro- I'll have the proper earphones next time. I'll have the proper microphone so you can hear me all properly. Wow. Uh, so it is Frank Cummings, 123AOL.com. If you want to contact the church where I'm pastor, it's Kilburn, K I L B U R N, Christian Fellowship, and that's in London, NW6. If you put that into the search engine, it will come out. And there's over 60 preachings on the church website of all things I've preached on. So, you know, you can listen to some shows there. If you want to ring me and want personal prayer, you can ring me on 07469 235351. Be happy to pray for you. That is fantastic. Uh, What shall we title today's message for the archive? Well, just the Antichrist. Okay, that sounds good. Um, What an honor to be. I did go go a bit further than the Antichrist, but I wanted to try and fully explain what his intentions are. We're excited to be here with Pastor Michael Cummins, if you're just joining us. Brother Michael, i got to ask you this question, uh, now that you mentioned it. You were actually there to see the Beatles. Uh, this was probably in the 60s, correct? And um, 1963. Okay, that was that was when they were just coming out. Uh, what do you remember about that day? Were, were the girls going crazy, hysterical? Well, I remember the ambulance men was carrying girls out who had fainted, and uh, <laughs> they had been carried out. And I mean, and I remember Paul McCartney. 
he broke a guitar string and it hit him on the edge of his eye and caused a cut in his eye. Oh my goodness. And, and I remember seeing that and I was standing right near to them and, you know, I could virtually breathe upon them. My sister got me great tickets. And uh, But, you know, there's a funny thing. As I've got older and I've got a bit wiser, there's certain things that I've looked at. And when there used to be the mass hysteria about the Beatles and slightly less of the Rolling Stones and even Elvis Presley, I remember seeing pictures of the Nuremberg rallies with Adolf Hitler. And I used to see the young women when... Hitler used to speak and walk amongst them, and they used to get the same hysteria wow. as I saw young women get when they used to see the Beatles. So it just shows you that, uh, you know, the devil is working in all fields, politics, pop music, films, television. So, you know, it shows you how we can be taken in by the Beatles. I mean, I still like 60s music, but I'm very selective what I listen to now. For sure. I think that's pretty cool, and I witnessed testimony. It's like I ran into one guy who was at Woodstock, and I had to ask him some questions about that, too. I mean, you know, you hear about these famous uh, events, and uh, to be able to meet someone who was there, you know, they can tell you firsthand what they experienced. This is amazing history. I want to thank you. Oh, I yes. remember seeing Woodstock, the film, and what I always remember is Joe Cocker singing with a little help with my friends. And I thought it was probably the greatest uh, uh, vocal vocal singing I'd ever probably seen in pop music. But as you get older and you look back and you analyse some of the lyrics in some of these songs, many of them are very dark and demonic. Oh, yes. Well, look at uh, the case of Jimi Hendrix. You know, Unbelievable. No, I've seen Jimi Hendrix as well, you know. I saw him in a small club in London. You did? Just as he just as he bought out Hey Joe. Oh, wow. What was, um, what's your recollection of that? He was literally fantastic. I mean, it, I, I can remember his guitar playing was wizardry. It was, um, but of course... There again, Hey Joe is a very dark song, and he went out. He went on to make songs like Voodoo Child, right? And you know, and he lost his way, and you know, he died very young. You know, he sure did. Um, once again, a guy with an amazing talent, but you know, he also uh, he knew, had open doors to the occult, voodoo, and uh, yes. And I think that uh, ultimately, those demons killed him now there is a there is a belief that maybe he was in fact also uh, murdered uh, because he oh, wanted yes, out of the well be, yeah. the contract with his agent uh, who owed him a lot of money and uh, there was an autopsy done on uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, I mean they said all of his hair was covered in alcohol and you know it was almost like someone had held him down and just poured the alcohol right into his system but who knows? Only God, no. you know. Uh, either Only way, God. the guy's dead. You know, and the sad thing, you know, there are people who have got airports named after them. Yes. People who have got roads and avenues named after them are all in hell. You know, that's exactly right. You could be uh, Steve Jobs, creator yes. of the iPhone. 
worth $10 billion when he died. And sadly, there were monks ringing bells to usher him into eternity. And um, if he didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, he may be one of the most famous in hell, but the fact he created the iPhone ain't going to help him. God help him. God help uh, him. Very sad. That's, uh, that's that, why we all need the Lord Jesus. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through him. Amen. Absolutely the truth. I want to thank you for coming on tonight. And um, Brother Michael, um, what is your schedule going into uh, Christmas? Uh, what do you have available for your next show? I'll work around well, your the schedule. Next, the next show I can do the Wednesday after Christmas, which I believe is the 28th. Okay. I'm going to see you then. Merry Christmas That's to you, my wonderful. friend. Are we still going to do the phone-in on one of these shows? You know what? I was thinking about that. I'm going to see what we can wrangle up. Um, the only difficulty is we're broadcasting at 6 a.m. in America on the East okay. Coast and 3 a.m. on the West Coast, so I don't know who's going to be awake, <laughs> but we can try. Okay. Well, <laughs> we hope all the insomniacs ring in for prayer, right? Absolutely. And um, thank you again for coming on tonight, my friend. Do you want to close us in prayer? Yes, please. Dear Lord God, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you. And we know that Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December, but we honor his holy name. We praise him, honor him, glorify him, magnify him, exalt him, love him and worship him. And it's all about you, Jesus, and we thank you for coming to live amongst mankind in the world. And we're looking for the days when you come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and your kingdom will have no end. We thank you, Lord, that we can praise your name. We thank you that we can read your words. We thank you that we can worship you in song. And please, Lord, we dedicate everything we do in our lives until you come again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I say amen. An honor to be here with you tonight, my brother. God richly bless you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas Thank you to very you. Much. All right. Go, and I'll make sure I get that uh, microphone. I'll get it all sorted out. No worries. I'll send you a, uh, a picture. God bless you, Brother Michael. Uh, okay. Thank you. God bless you all. Have a lovely Christmas, everyone listening. And you. Thank you, sir. Amen. That was Michael Cummins. Hello, Brother Wes in Alaska, ECAS, MGB, Sister Janice. Who do we have on uh, Twitch? We got somebody out there. Amen. Folks, uh, hope you enjoyed that program. We are going to get up in the archive here in just a bit before I go to, to bed. And uh, we're going to see you tonight back at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're also going to have on tonight, let's see here. I think tonight is uh, Joseph Ferrara will be speaking. We've got Zoe Eddy coming up on Friday, special program at 8. Dr. Hansen there on Thursday and more. I owe you a couple vault series. I'll be uploading those here in the next few hours. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, I agree with the uh, the comments over there. You know, very sad in the case of um, Jimi Hendrix. Doesn't look like he knew Jesus. And if he did not as a Lord and Savior, then uh, he's in hell tonight. 
What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? To be the greatest guitarist. To be the inventor of the Apple computer. To be worth even a trillion dollars. There's no sum of money. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't take it with you. Yet people are blinded to the truth. Thank you all for tuning in here and love you all. I'm going to uh, get this up in the archive and uh, we'll have a great day. Wes, I think you need to get some sleep over there. Or did you go to sleep? It's kind of hard to go to sleep in Alaska. Well, of course, this time of year, right, uh, it gets dark. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, probably dark out there most of the day. But now the summer, oh my goodness, who wants to go to bed in Alaska during the summer? I was here for a few months, and uh, there in the summertime, May, June, July, oh my goodness, August, up there in Chickaloon, you don't want to go to bed. You want to stay up all night. <laughs> okay, uh, well, as Mo, Larry, and Curly said, wake up and go to sleep. All right. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, I'll get this up on OmegaManRadio.com. Thank you, Sister Janice, everybody. Love you all.